Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths. Wow. Can, uh, can we say amen and praise the Lord for that? Amen. You know, sometimes, in, uh, and, and this could totally just be me, but sometimes I, I forget just how, how, just how gifted some people are and what a blessing it is when, when you see people surrender and yield their gifts to God. And uh, we saw that, we just saw that on display tonight, man. What, what, what special, what a special blessing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and praise the Lord. Well, I am excited to, uh, to, to get a chance to, to open the Word of God with you here for a moment, though I don't believe we need a sermon after some of the, I mean, all the music that we heard, uh, you know, the convicting message that was there and the, the compelling message that was there. But still, I'm going to give you one anyway. So go ahead and find your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. And while you're turning there, you're probably going to be thinking in your mind, I thought Jesus was born in the beginning of the Gospels. Why are we into chapter 9? And I'll say yes and amen. Let's turn there together. Matthew chapter 9. And when you find it, if you're new to our church, when you find it, we, uh, we declare that we're there simply by saying amen. It just lets me know that you're ready. There you go. And some people just like saying amen anyway, so we just say it again and again. Amen, amen. All right, all right, there you go. Matthew chapter 9 in the ninth verse, a, a, a message, I mean, a passage of scripture we probably don't often think about when we think about Christmas. But uh, we'll, we'll look at it. As a matter of fact, if you, if you have an NIV, you can read it uh, from yours or on the screen. If you have a different version, like if, like, you know, uh, you know, Elder Courtney, if you have a different version, we'll just ask you to read that one quietly because it will be confusing to all the rest of us. All right, so in, uh, in Matthew chapter 9 in the NIV, it says this, starting in the ninth verse. As Jesus went, oh, we're going to read this together. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus, I pray that as we have read your word, God, I pray now that you would allow your word to speak directly to us, Father. I pray, Father, that anything that is heard, that is, that is said and heard tonight would be of you and not of me. And Lord God, might you use this moment to, uh, to capture our hearts with your compelling story of your love for us, which we celebrate tonight as you invaded this place with the good news of your son, Jesus. 
We pray in your name. Amen. All right. Well, I don't want to miss the opportunity to hear this. So really quickly, if you have in your mind one thing you're hoping to find tomorrow, I'd just like you to shout it out real loud. I hope some other people shout out besides Isaiah. Like I need some other folks to. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, time out, time out, time out. Time out, time out. I know y'all, I know y'all trying to be sanctified after hearing all that music we just heard, right? Trying to be righteous and holy, I get it. It's okay to shout. We're going to get a little rowdy here for a minute. We're going to shout it out. You just, all you're simply saying is in case you're listening in, this is what I hope you buy for me tonight, okay? And so Amazon still delivers, no problem. Here we go, really loud. What are you hoping for tomorrow? Okay. All right, what about, what, about, what about folks that are older than my children? All right, so uh, kids, we're good, we're good, we're good. Whatever's going to happen tomorrow is going to happen. Let's talk to the older folks, okay? Um, let's see, let's see, let's, let, let me talk to people. If you're in the, uh, if you're a teen, a 20, or a 30, if you're a teen, a 20, or a 30, this is your moment. Ready? I'd like to hear what you're looking for tomorrow. Go ahead. I heard Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Teens, 20s, and 30s, you're missing your opportunity here. This is your moment. Who said money? All right, all right, yeah, yeah. Woo, yeah, okay, okay, college graduate, yeah, all right. All right, all right. All right, now, all right, now let me talk to the people whose responsibility it is to make all those things come true, all right. What are you hoping for tomorrow? Yes, said like a nice, gentle giant in the back. He said, sleep and rest. All right. The rest of you, nothing? No? No? All right. Well, look, I, man, I don't. I, Amazon going to go out of business if it counts on y'all. I don't know how that's going to work. Tonight, I want to talk about the Christmas gift. I want to talk about the actual Christmas gift. And I want to look at it a little bit um, from a little different place. Let's get this out of the way. We get this. When we think of the Christmas gift, we think of the story that you heard read, that whole story of the birth of Jesus. We think of the manger scene, and we have, you know, a thousand depictions of it. You know, I, I put up my favorite picture on, on social this week, and, uh, and, and it, has, it has Mary and, and baby Jesus. And if you, if you didn't get a chance to see that, check that out. But we have all these images in mind when we think about that Christmas gift. Some of us, when we think about Christmas gifts, we think about other things. We think about a gentleman who may or may not have proposed on Christmas Day, right? Woo! And so, yeah, I didn't forget y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so other Christmas gifts you think about. But tonight when I think about Christmas gifts, I want to invite you to think about the story that we just read here in Matthew chapter 9. The story picks up with Jesus coming out of the temple, and there he passes... A, a gentleman who is doing his job. He's working. And he happens to be a tax collector. That's his job. And he's ha he happened to stumble onto the temple where he would collect taxes. And Jesus looks upon this man and says, Matthew, follow me. He calls him 
to step away from what he was doing and to step into something new. Matthew then has to decide what to do, and it seemingly, at least as we read the story here, it's an instantaneous decision. I'm going to go follow him. It says Matthew gets up from there, and he begins to follow Jesus. The gift of Christmas comes for who? No, Jesus is the gift of Christmas. But who does it come for? All of us, for sure. But isn't it, isn't it really ironic when we think about this story in Matthew chapter 9 that the gift of Christmas is coming specifically for someone who appears as though they're not looking for it. For someone who appears as though they're at the temple for all the wrong reasons. For someone who appears as though, though at least society would say, yeah, I'm not so sure that that one is supposed to be with him. Matthew, the gift of Christmas in this story comes for Matthew. Jesus later on says that he's come for the sick. He's come to heal. He's come to seek the lost. I want to say it this way. The gift of Christmas is for the sick the hurting, the lost, and sinners. If you're going to follow along, this is my first point tonight. The gift of Christmas is for the sick, the hurting, the lost, and sinners. Well, you say, well, Pastor Ray, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean this. The beautiful gift that Christmas is, is recognized. We recognize that it comes in the package of Jesus. It comes in the, the form of Jesus. It comes in, 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 in the manger scene. But it doesn't just come in the manger scene because that was 2,000 years ago. Matter of fact, about 30 years after the manger scene, the gift of Christmas comes to Matthew. That's what we just read. And I would say about uh, 2,000 years later, the gift of Christmas came to you and to me. And you say, well, well, Pastor Ray, I never saw the baby. And, 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 you know, I didn't follow the star. So how did I experience or see the gift of Christmas? I say to you, the gift of Christmas came to you tonight. And matter of fact, I say if you lean forward and listen in, the gift of Christmas might actually be coming to you right now. Because, you see, the gift of Christmas is not a baby showing up. Though that was miraculous in nature. The gift of Christmas is not, you know, a star that people got to follow to find the place in which they would find the Jesus. Though, again, that was miraculous in nature. The gift of Christmas is this, Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 9. Jesus went out from there and he saw a man. And he saw the man sitting there and he said to him, follow me. Here it is. The gift of Christmas is actually an invitation to follow God. An invitation to yield to the king. The gift of Christmas is the fact that God knew you and invited you to know him. Jesus walking by, he says, Matthew. He calls them, follow me, come in my direction. 
<laughs> I don't know all your names. I know a few of you. Jackson, come in my direction. Barb, come in my direction. Chandler, come in my direction. Amy, follow me. Beth, come on. I mean, the invitation that God gives us is to come after him. And that invitation is the rebirth. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, the, uh, it's Christ being born into our life. It's that moment when our life goes from ours to his. And in that moment, Christmas has happened. So let me ask you, what is it you're hoping for tomorrow? Now look, I don't want to get it twisted. There are some things I want to see under the tree. All right? Like, I don't want, I don't want you to miss this. There are some things about tomorrow's celebration that I really want to be a part of. You know, like, the older I get, the smaller the packages get, and I'm okay with that, all right? You know, like, I just want, like, a nice stack of 20s, right? Like, they don't have to. They don't have to be wrapped real special, right? You just got to be there, right? Whatever, the, whatever it is, you, I know you want something in addition to that. But I don't want you to miss this. The actual Christmas gift is the invitation to follow. But I specifically said that the, Christmas, that the gift of Christmas is for the sick, the hurting, the lost, and sinners. Let me let you in on something. We're in there somewhere. I just described you. I described you me. I may have described one of us or all of us multiple times. But Jesus himself said, this is why I've come. This is why Christmas happens. That the gift might be expressed to those who need it most. I want to also say this. The gift of Christmas not only is for the sick, the hurting, the lost, and sinners, but the gift of Christmas comes in the midst of our sin. Or in the midst of our mess, or in the midst of our confusion, or in the midst of our chaos, or in the midst of our rebellion, or in the midst of our forgetfulness, the gift of Christmas comes in that moment. Now, here's why I want us to understand this. Y'all look good. Y'all are some good-looking people. And you dress really nice. I've never seen so many reds and greens and blues and blacks. Like, this is just really nice. But you know what? The gift of Christmas would have come even if you had come in all your mess. Do you understand that? Do we understand that... that the, the, the Pharisees and those around who were pointing their fingers and saying, why is Jesus spending time with this man? They were really saying, why isn't he requiring him to get all cleaned up? 
to get all his stuff together, to be on the right track before Jesus decided to hang out with him. Now, that's not, I mean, that's not impossible to think about, right? Like, we get this, right? Like, we want to be around people who are, who are doing right. Like, you, you, sh- you should want to be around people who are doing right. It should be compelling to be around people who are doing good, right? And we want to be around some people who, who, who not only are doing right, they kind of they got their stuff together, right? Yes, nod with me if you understand what I'm saying, right? I get it. I get it. I'm with you. There's a lot of people nodding too, so you're in good company. But Jesus actually decides that he wants to be with us in the midst of our mess. Now, I'll let you in on the ending to the story. He doesn't leave us in our mess. But he doesn't require us to walk out of our mess before he invites us. So he doesn't look for everybody who's cleaned up and then says, out of the cleaned up crew, that's who I want. He actually sees this guy who's up to no good. And he says, hey, you, why don't you come in my direction? Why don't you come follow me? Why don't you come with me? All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up for us tonight this way. The gift of Christmas is for the sick, the hurting, the lost. The gift of Christmas comes in the midst of our sins. And the gift of Christmas is the invitation. Come follow me. Tonight, will you hear that new? Will you hear that invitation new? Many of you will say, Pastor Ray, I've been following Jesus for a long time. That's why I'm here tonight. Praise the Lord. But can you hear it new? Can you hear that invitation again? Maybe it's Jesus saying to you right now, I know, in the midst of all you have going on, I still want you to come in my direction. You're going to stay up late tonight doing what adults do to get ready for tomorrow. But in the midst of that, come in my direction. You're going to be baking and, and, and getting everything ready so that the, 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 the house smells like a fresh apple pie when everybody wakes up in the morning. But in the midst of that, come in my direction or at least go over to my house and drop one off. You know, but come in my direction. You're, you're, you're going to be thinking of all the things that you want to do and want to be a part of. And, and your mind's going to be running a thousand places. And you're going to be missing people and longing to be with other people. And, and in the midst of all that. Could it be that the invitation is for you to come in his direction? There's a lot that's going to occupy the next 24 hours. But there's nothing greater than the gift of Christmas where Jesus is asking you to follow him. Tonight, I want to give you that same gift. I want to reorient your heart and your mind with my heart and my mind pointed to Jesus. So here's what I'm going to ask us to do. In a moment, we're going to get ready to, uh, to, si- to sing a song together in which we will light our candles and we'll pass a, pass a candlelight around the room. And that's going to be a great time. But in the midst of that time, while we're singing and while we're, we're looking and staring at a candle and watching it drip on our fingers and, and all the kind of things that happen when we light candles. In the midst of that, Would you choose tonight to say yes to following Jesus? 
And when I say following Jesus, it might be for the first time, or it might be, Jesus, I choose tonight to be renewed in my faith with you. The gift of Christmas is coming right now. If you're in a room right now and you visit our website at roxboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10:30 a.m.